first off, um, thank you for joining me and being my second guest on season two, sort of, of my podcast. And yeah, I'm excited to talk with you. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm loving all the Viola Davis in the background. Queen. Yeah. She's queen. She's she's definitely queen. My signed scripts and um I made the Operation Bonfire board um like the FBI has on all of them. Oh wow. <laughs> a minute. Wow. A minute. Okay. <laughs> it, it, it's a vibe. It's a vibe happening. Right. It's over. It's a little bit much, but <laughs> too late now. Um um, but you mentioned um kind of uh um knowing like the weather like growing up in Chicago and all that and I was wondering if you could talk about um growing up and like learning about you a little more growing up yeah well yeah I grew up in Chicago so it was definitely cold around this time of the year um and I don't miss it at all I've I've been in LA for like 10 years now so um yeah I'm so used to the palm trees you know and the no rain you know, no real weather all year round. So, <laughs> but yeah, I grew up in Chicago. I remember, um, you know, going to high school and riding the bus and my toes freezing because Chicago buses were always late. So, you know, you'd be waiting at a bus stop for over an hour oh, sometimes during the winter and you j- it, your toes would just be frozen. Your fingers would be frozen. Nothing, no coat or glove was ever enough. So, <laughs> It was a very interesting time, but you know, it was it was your situation. So, you know, you adapt to whatever that is. But mm-hmm. now in hindsight, looking back, I'm like, I would never, you know. Put, move back here, right? <laughs> yeah, I would never like I don't understand how people, you know, still live in the Midwest. Like <laughs> get the snow blower out. Oh God. <laughs> Think of me. And <laughs> and then um like when did acting become like did you have like a TV show or a movie growing up that you really like connected with or like an actor or anything like that, that you kind of caught your eye? You know, I, I, I don't think that, you know, I grew up in the hood. I grew up on the South side of Chicago. So you don't really, we didn't really think about being like an actor or a singer. Like it was just not something you ever aspired to be at least growing up in my situation. So it wasn't until I got into high school and I was doing like show choir, excuse me. And like, I really started to, you know, fall in love with like the arts and music and, and dance and uh, acting came like even later, you know, uh, when I was in community college, that's when someone kind of said to me, you know, you should just go to LA, you know, family, your family disowned you, you should just go to LA and be an actor, you're kind of funny, and I was like, okay, so, you know, the joke was on me, because I came to, I came to LA, and, you know, acting was, like, the thing that I got into, so it was been about 10 years now, this is actually my 10-year anniversary uh, this month, so, yeah, (laughs) that's awesome, Um, and then, um, how has Hollywood, how in the 10 years, how has it changed um, like the whole business as a whole? Like, have you seen like a big change? Um, You know, I would definitely say 10 years ago, I didn't think that I'd be where I am now. You know, I, I always, 
you know, I always dreamed about this stuff, you know, but back then you kind of, it's all, it's all just a dream. So you never really see a world where it could happen. You're just kind of like living, you're just kind of dreaming. And so I would say that I think, I think we've made a lot of progress in, in terms of representation of trans folks. I think we've done, done well. You know, there's still work to do, obviously. There's still um, politics and things to tear down. But for the most part, I'm definitely grateful because I don't know that I would have seen myself doing all that I've been so blessed to do, you know, um, in, in my life and career so far. <laughs> and then um, first starting off, what was like the biggest challenge, like, like moving to LA is kind of like the first big challenge itself. But when you first got there, what was the next step for you? Yeah, well, uh, you know, I was homeless. So that for me was like, I had to fix that first, you know, because um, I needed to survive. So I did manage to do like extra work, background work, um, audience work and stuff like that, even though I was homeless, because that was how you kind of made money. Because a lot of trans people, even to this day, you know, can't keep jobs because back then when they would find out I was trans, I would get fired, you know? Um, so it was, it was about survival at a certain point. And so I needed to fix that first before I could really even, um, do any of the things that I've been able to do. So it wasn't until about year five in LA mm -hmm. that I was even able to start auditioning for major stuff, you know, big TV projects because um, I wasn't focused. I, was, I wasn't as focused as I needed, I could be because I was trying to survive and like finish college and like make enough money to pay rent and like, you know, get a car and all these things that, you know, you have to take care of in your adult life. And then how has there been any shows that you think have really um, captured like the trans community or have really like represented in like a major way for Hollywood? Yeah, well, I definitely think, you know, what I'll say is um, there. there's obviously generations or eras of girls that, that uh, working on television that have come before me. Um, but I feel like when I got my start around like 20, in the 2015, 2016, I didn't see a lot of uh, trans representation on TV. You know, I didn't see a lot of the guest stars or recurring roles, definitely not series regular roles. Um, but, you know, I, I think I was kind of the representation that year, you know, I did like, seven guest stars in like 2016 and they were all trans characters. And so to me, um, I kind of look at that as, in that moment as that was providing some representation, but it definitely wasn't enough. And then as we moved into like 2017, 2018, the conversation kept moving. And then we now see an abundance of trans roles and uh, non-binary roles, um, you know, in in Hollywood and so I think that we're definitely making progress and things are much better than they were even just a couple of years ago but there's still a lot of work to be done you know I'm, I'm hopeful and I'm grateful but you know 
there's still work to be done <laughs> but but in terms of the shows you know obviously pose you know a show like pose um helped to shed a light on our community um you know i can't really think of many other shows other than individual stuff you know like friends being on like my friend like uh is on big sky on abc and you know just now the queerest folk reboot and like stuff like that so you're seeing us trickle in into things but pose i think was a show that kind of was like all about trans so i miss it (laughs) (laughs) i know on a high note though so that's always good on a high note um, I kind of wanted to go over some of your other um, roles before we jump into me fangirling over murder. But, <laughs> um, Transparent, um, Empire, Chicago Med, uh, MacGyver, and The Alienist were some that I saw you in and wrote down. So um, I was wondering, out of those, which ones did you have, like, stuck with you? Like, Yeah, Um Wow, that's that's a lot. Um, it's a tough one because they all had different experiences. I'd say MacGyver, since that was the last uh, TV thing I did this year, um, was the one that I loved the most. And I'll tell you why. It was the first time that I felt, excuse me, I got a little hair dangling here. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Just fix the hair up a little bit there so she's not looking a little nappy um you know MacGyver was like the first role and this is all up to all the other projects I've done where I felt like I was an intricate part of the story I felt like you couldn't tell the, the story the, you couldn't finish the episode without my character and I did I felt not I didn't feel disposable but I felt very second nature on my other projects because I would have my trans storyline running like concurrent with uh, the main main storyline. So I was never a part of the main plot. And so with MacGyver, I was a part of the main plot. I had to help solve the case. I had to help figure out the science of it all, you know? And I loved that because uh, I got to just exist and I felt important and I felt, you know, like I was a part of a family, um, mm. you know, and it was great. I mean, I love doing legal jargon and that type of stuff. And so to play like an electrical engineer with five master's degrees was <laughs> amazing. And um, just, yeah, I just really loved working on that show. Everyone was so nice. And I got really, really close so quickly to the cast where I felt like I pretty much was like a main character especially with their fans their fans are so amazing that they just even to this day they're still tagging me with the main cast and I was just uh-huh. a recurring character so I'm I found that experience to be really special and they there's like there was a pretty big like a fan like to kind of like save it after it got canceled still and yeah really fought for it and all that yeah it's still going strong you know they 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 really wanted to keep the show on and so They've been campaigning hashtag save MacGyver. Uh, and I and I thought that was really great. And I was like, hey, you know, put it on Netflix, you know, put it, you know, put it in there. 
Um, but I, I, I did hear that my character would have gone further on the show. So uh-huh. um, that was that was disappointing. But, you know, everything happens for a reason. And that just means that something else is, uh, you know, meant to happen. Yeah. And yeah. because of that, I've been able to, to work on some new projects. So did you are you still keep in touch with anyone from the cast? Stuff? You know, we uh, on social media. Yeah. On social media, we all kind of, you know, just kind of, you know, DM each other, like each other's pictures. So it's like stuff like that. But yeah, I, I talk to um, a lot of them on uh, mostly on Instagram. A lot of people do Instagram these days. Right. <laughs> Facebook's gone. <laughs> I know. Who uses Facebook anymore? Trumpies. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then kind of when you first know you're going to be on one of these shows what is like your process of getting into like a new character and a new kind of life and with the different characters yeah you know I think it depends I've been doing um a lot of movies this year I'm actually here filming a movie right now in San Francisco and for me it it, it's it varies you know I, I read the script twice uh well tv's different tv's a lot different because a lot of it um it all ties in together and it's a lot faster than when you're doing a movie so in terms of like filming a movie you know i have my process of like reading the script i read the script like twice and then i'll challenge myself to read you know any scene that i'm not in that doesn't pertain to me i like exit out because i don't want to know what other people are thinking about i don't want to know what other people are talking about when i'm not there and um then I will challenge myself to read you know the script every day um until until we start production and for me that's helpful because I'm never trying to remember lines I'm it's become second nature at that point um so I never sit down and try to like well let me learn this scene you know and obviously (laughs) as you read you go you you talk about what how this makes you feel what do you need out of this scene all of all of those things and you do your notes and color code um so yeah that's kind of a little bit of my process that I do yeah I feel like like people like not in Hollywood always like how do they memorize that or how do they get these monologues down but that's kind of like probably the first thing a lot of like second nature you said like don't even worry about the lines at that once yeah. you start production yeah everybody's process is different I know for me if I try to learn the lines um it I will just be horrible at it but <laughs> if I if I, I know the repetition you know if I read it and sometimes you don't have with tv you don't really have the same amount of time that you have sometimes uh when you're doing especially like a guest star I've done a lot of guest stars and so sometimes you'll get the you'll get the audition on Tuesday and you won't get the role until like the day before they want you to come for a fitting oh and then God. you'll be shooting like in two days and so um the good thing is that it moves I think it moves yeah it moves it moves slower I think it moves I don't know it's weird <laughs> but um basically I don't try to remember lines but I will just be a, I will completely fuck up <laughs> next take next oh my god <laughs> okay i'm ready to jump into murder if you are because i'm yeah let's talk about it yes um you played uh brandy green in 603 do you think i'm a bad man 
um, and our mutual friend Quay, when she was on, uh-huh. she kind of told me a little bit of the audition and how you were originally auditioned for Rhonda and then that didn't pan out and then you got to yeah. came back for Brandy and so if you could talk about that a little more and like how you first got or heard about the role or whatever yeah well I loved 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 how to get away with murder it was one of my favorite shows that and scandal at the time okay. were like two of my favorite shows of all time and I always was like oh my gosh I would love to be on this show and um like I think until like season three or something <clears throat> I met Peter Norwalk the creator <clears throat> at a trans march uh it was at a trans vigil actually for um for trans the trans people we lost that year and I met him there through a mutual friend Carrie Cecil and you know him and I just got to talk that night at USC and just um, talk about the representation and you know we followed each other on Instagram stayed in touch all these times uh, and I remember when he brought me in for the Rhonda role I had did a post I do my little social justice insta stories I call them where I like I air out my frustrations about Hollywood sometimes and I think I wrote <clears throat> you know bring me in for roles cast me you know give me an opportunity and I think that's when that literally that next day um, they asked me to read to play the role of Rhonda, which um, essentially I didn't get. Um, and that was great. I just I just remember being like, oh wow, you know, this is, I, I would love to be on this show. And so it wasn't until like years later that I was filming Empire in Chicago, and then this audition came through, and it was a cis role, and. I was like, okay, I like this. Um, you know, I do, you know, th- I've done many guest stars like this where I've had to play either a battered woman or a woman on trial. So it was kind of uh, second nature for me. And so when we, I did the audition in the shower, <laughs> I did it like not in the shower with the water running, but like that was the best place with lighting. And like, I could sit my phone up in the shower and so I did did the tape and all the character names were different. So I didn't know who I was going to be in scenes with oh, or <laughs> anything. Um, and when I got the role, I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this. And, and finally, when they sent the script, I got to see who I was going to be in scenes with. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, Viola Davis is going to play my lawyer. <laughs> Rome Flynn is gonna like question me on the stand. You know, Asian Naomi King is like gonna be my best friend now. Uh, and so I just, you know, thought about all that stuff and it was fucking amazing, truly. I mean, Viola Davis is a stand up woman. She is exactly who you think she is. She is amazing and beautiful and talented and real and raw and so loving she's I mean I just yeah it was probably the best experience I've had it was great oh I love that (laughs) and um what was like what was like the first scene that you shot as Rhonda was it like freight well I I was Brandy actually oh Brandy um (laughs) (laughs) yeah like was it the interior like Michaela talking to you in the in the into like the room or was that no actually that was the last scene oh. that I, I 
Um, and the funny part about, funny thing about that scene is that Quay and I are best friends. Uh, we're both trans and black and we both auditioned for Brandy. Obviously I got it. I told her, girl, it was like <laughs> no question about it, girl. Right. No, Give up. Um, but then she got another role on the show to play, which was a recurring role, which is another cis character. And um, so we both end up getting cast in, I think, the same week, which is, <laughs> you know, our friendship, you know, that is like insane. And um, basically, we're both in the same episodes. She's in the classroom talking about my case. My face is popping up. And so it's like best friends. And we're literally on the same show in the same episode. And it's just that moment so is cool. so unreal to me. But uh, the first scene that we shot, I believe, we did some of the court stuff. So it was when I first stepped into the courtroom and we're trying to basically, I don't know, get like a no, pro, a, a, can't really remember what it's called when you don't go to jail, like bond, you're trying to get released on bond or something. Yeah. And it was just great. All the cast was there and, you know, really everyone was so sweet and just so friendly and kind and you know, wow. <laughs> oh, I miss. Oh. <laughs> and then um, your case was kind of like our um, the Troy robbed the the cash um, convenience store or whatever the ATM sort of thing, and then uh, the car chase, and then the police shot him. But then they were trying to pin the murder and everything on Brandy and like all yeah. these bogus chart, like the the whole restitution thing and all the the whole like chalkboard was filled up that Michaela was working to try to get eliminated for you um what was it like having a case that kind of is dealing with like real world stuff in our country and with like police brutality and all that like what was it like having a case yeah like, so real like yeah that was I thought it was beautiful I thought it was beautiful that they they cast me to do that that's to this day that is the only television role I've ever played um that was non-trans oh. I think that's sad you know I think it's beautiful that you know with that show and Peter Norwalk and, and you know the folks over there um that said you know we want to cast a trans person to play these characters um, but, you know, that was years ago, and uh, that's the only time I've ever played non-trans, and I don't know what that, I don't know what that says about Hollywood yet, because um, I've been working a lot, but I just only play trans characters, and so what I'll say is that I, I think it, it is beautiful to um, tell a story like that, and to get to play a wife, and to play, um, you know, someone who, um, has lost their spouse and uh, also with the police brutality too as a, as a black person so I think it was it was all real I, I got to play tough in that they wanted me to be a little tough so you know I curse out the ADA <laughs> you know, ADA I, I curse her out you know a Got little bit on the and bitch yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The bitch. it was like <laughs> I fucking went super ghetto in there but um in the end, I think she was just a hardened woman, you know, after you lose your husband, you know, and the system says that we don't care and they weren't trying to pin it on you. Like right. it, it sucks, you know, but, um, but yeah, I think it was a beautiful story. And I've played a lot of stories 
uh, that are like that, you know, I, I in doubt with Laverne Cox, you know, my character, uh, I, I killed a man, you know, because I was defend, trying to defend myself because he was attacking me. And then they tried to pin it on me. So um, this storyline kind of uh, reminded me of when I did that years before. I felt, I feel like the show How to Get Away with Murder had like a shift with their cases. Like it started off with like the cases of the week being kind of like fantasy, like kind of like over the, not like over the top, but like not realistic kind of, you know, but then towards the later half, they really like started focusing on more like real world stuff and in the country. So I felt like it was a really good case for. Yeah, I like that season six. um, I think at a certain point it became all about the Keating the Keating five or four, right. <laughs> um, you know, at a certain point. And, and honestly, the, the season finale was just, I cry every single time, you know, Viola Davis is a fucking amazing actress. And uh, every, everyone on the show, I think is so great. I think the acting, I don't understand how everyone wasn't nominated for right. Emmys. Like it just, it's <laughs> mind boggling to me because the acting was so phenomenal and you know a show like that it was you were on the edge of your seat every episode and so you have the acting you I mean you have to be yeah it it was so (laughs) heightened all the time there's a murder there's this there's this you know you have to be so heightened that um I was very surprised that it didn't get more you know alkalides or you know for the other actors but um but yeah it was great the finale was beautiful I can only watch it like here and there. Like usually I'll put on like an episode like every night, but I can't watch the <laughs> series finale like all the time. But <laughs> Yeah, it was, the, it was the best ending of a show that I've seen. Period. Because it gave you, it, you, it didn't leave you feeling like, wow. It, it left you feeling like I just was on this journey with all these people. And I got to go throughout their whole life, even until their death. And it's, you know, their older age and, you know, um, the ending where Wes's son is now Mm -hmm. teaching and Viola Davis is sitting in that seat. When I tell you, like, it's crazy. (laughs) It's insane to me how a lot of shows that um, are feature people of color don't snatch up the awards, don't get the Emmys. I think that was outstanding writing, directing, uh, acting that, I mean, it was so beautiful, but like no one pays attention to it because I, I don't know what that's about, but like, I'm not saying no one pays attention, but like, yeah, it's just, you know, the crown is great. All these other shows are phenomenal. They get nominated every year, but I'm like a show like this was so monumental. Um, and I just thought that that ending was so crazy I tear up every time I see Wes teaching that class and I see Viola sitting in that seat watching him proud I'm like oh my heart just finally wow. got her child in a way like she finally she finally got her child yeah. she's proud and she can go on and, and 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 she can die in peace and um his legacy will still be there you know his Wes's death was oh, oh my god <laughs> A wow. punch through the TV. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. mm. And then um, we have some questions from our mutual friend Quay. She kind of 
sent a lot. <laughs> First off, she wants to know um, what it was like working with um, the award-winning actress, Koi Tan. She wants to know what that was like. And um, also, how tall are you? And um, she wants to know if you're intimidated by her. <laughs> Call her. <laughs> That is my best friend. <laughs> she likes to antagonize me, and I've been reposting some of the stuff that she texts me and DMs me because Oop. people think <laughs> that she is off her rocker and that she needs to be committed at times. But um, I'm not telling her. I'm not saying how tall I am, so she can kiss my ass on that. <laughs> um, and I know the reason why she's asking that. She's very shady. Um, I'm not intimidated by her in the slightest um you know i was on the show i was on how to get away with murder before she was i was the first bit cast mm-hmm. uh so not intimidated by her and what was that first question she asked what was it like to work with oh her award-winning Tan, yeah well i don't know if she won any awards but um i also didn't work with her because she was not in any of the scenes i was in right the one thing I, the one Straight thing I was a little pissed off about with her character is that she got to kind of be Rome Flynn's love interest. Mm-hmm. And I was like, bitch, <laughs> you know, so I was Me like, too, I fought her on that a little bit, but, um, but no, I just thought it was beautiful because, um, you know, she is black, she is trans, um, not that she was on the show, but the fact that she got to, to do that on prime time I thought was just fucking beautiful so I'm so proud of her and I'm really happy <clears throat> excuse me, I'm really happy you should have had actually both of us on on together <gasps> we should have done our together because oh her and I were talking about how we wanted to do, do like a zoom where we talked about being friends and how we both got on murder at the same time and I'll send her the link real quick yeah, that would have been cool we can do a reunion thing or something yeah we'll do a reunion, we'll do, we'll do a reunion follow-up episode period oh my god she's so she's awesome yeah i've been talking to her since she came on and yeah she's really great oh yeah straight jacket but off her <laughs> oh man what is it like an inside joker like with how tall are you or just she's it's like you know it's like no it's like no trans woman wants to be tall like she's just she's a little bit of an asshole (laughs) but um my best friend um we we got we crack on each other you know laughter is important you know there's so much going on in the world you got to be able to laugh and what i love about our friendship is that we can laugh at each other and we can make jokes all day but we have our serious talk. We talk about the industry. We talk about what we want in our dreams and how we have to fight for them and how, um, and what bothers us, what makes us sad. Like we have a, a full round friendship, you know, um, but we have boundaries too, you know, because we're so similar to each other in terms of our identities and our careers. And we audition for the same roles. I mean, we're both like up for roles now, you know, it's, it's, it's so close together that um, you have to have some boundaries. So now we don't really help each other with auditions. And that just kind of naturally happened where we stopped because it was just, I think, beginning to be too much for our friendship, Damn. you know, where it was like, we do everything together. And it was like, 
let's let's do our own auditions and like we didn't talk about it it's just started it naturally happened which I think is, is beautiful in a friendship so um yeah we we have a really a good friendship I'd say how long have you and how long have you like known each other uh it's been about six years okay. um we met like at a, a super we auditioned for Supergirl years ago oh. and how we kind of became friends after that moment you know whenever you see a girl and it's like oh she might get it let's be friends <laughs> keep her <close laughs> you know um I know she was secretly plotting to push me down the stairs so that mm-hmm. I could not get the role but you know I told her well, it's not gonna work <laughs> so um because I'll just heal and I'll still get the part but uh yeah she's a nice girl she's a nice girl love that We'll have a reunion thing for sure. (laughs) (laughs) And then I kind of wanted to ask um, if you had any like fun behind the scenes or stories or anything from murder or. Oh, you know, the one funny thing that happened is during the scene where I curse out the the prosecutor, I'm on the stand and she's questioning me and I like say, bitch, I'll cut your head off, bitch, or whatever (laughs) I say. And literally I ad-libbed something at the end you know, they were like, escort the witness out. So I'm getting up and the security's escorting me out. And I say, how the hell do I? <laughs> I literally said, how the hell do I get out of here? Tacky ass heifer. Oh and I said that to the to the prosecutor and they called cut and like everybody started laughing and Viola Davis just like fell out. Oh and she's like, oh my gosh, did she say tacky ass heifer? And I was like, so embarrassed because oh. <laughs> all this attention is on me now. It's already awkward enough to, to make a choice indeed. when you have to be loud or you have to be weird and you're afraid because you're like, I don't want to fail. I don't want to be, I don't want to do something. And it comes off like I'm not a good actor, um, which, you know, we all feel that way sometimes, but it was awkward just because like everybody thought it was funny. So they were all looking at me and I mean, to have the queen Viola Davis laugh at one of my lines, you know, and to basically, you know, repeat it. It was just like, wow. Uh, so that, that was something cool that happened. And I didn't go to the premiere. I'm so mad um, because I didn't get invited. I was just a guest star. So usually guest stars don't get invited, um, but I didn't, I also didn't ask because I was like, I didn't want to like, oh, you know, I was like, this is Clay's moment. I want her to have, this is her, you know, she was recurring on this show. And so I'm like DMing Rome and I'm like, <laughs> I guess they lost my invitation in the mail. And he's like, I guess so. And, oh you know, Peter Norwalk was like, oh, you know, I wish you would have told me. I would have just, we would have, we would have loved you to come. So I could have came, but um I kind of dropped the ball on that, but it was, it was Quay's moment. You know, I've been, I've recurred on a lot of shows and this was her, I think her second recurring role. So I really just wanted her to go and it's her, it's a, it's her moment. The moment. I like, (laughs) she said that on, I heard that Wendy Williams thing, like the, I am the moment. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. (laughs) And then, um, out of all your roles that you've had, um, which one has had the biggest impact on you? Um, I will say the one that has the biggest impact on me is 
MacGyver, probably. Maybe. Well, MacGyver, I'd say that was that was the one that gave it gave me my wings. But you know, I'm doing some movies right now, and these are really challenging me as an actor. And um, you know, so I think once these are announced and once they come out. You know, I, I think these will be the ones because this is very different material. I'm getting to be a love interest and, and do romance. But um, I think a, as a collective, you know, Empire, Empire was a great role. <clears throat> I'll say that. That was the one that I had the most fun because I got to be a singer. Right? And I always wanted to be on Empire. <laughs> when it first came out, I remember I'm trying to like do video submissions to get like a walk on spot on the show. I always wanted to be on stage singing in a gown. And the fact that I got to do that is like insane to me. You know, a lot of this stuff happens and you're like, wow, like I envisioned it just like this. And so Empire, I would say Empire was definitely a moment. I wish I could do it all over again now that I look different, lost a little bit of weight, you know, uh, you know. I'm a much better singer now, an artist. I'm like, I wish I, I would love to do a music drama again. So Empire was probably my most, the one that I had the most fun on because it was a dream to get on stage in front of an audience in a big theater and sing to your own music. Um, and to be a star, I was playing a celebrity, like that's fun, you know, because in real life, <clears throat> you know, I don't have people coming up to me asking for autographs like that, you know? Uh, yeah. So it, it was fun. Yeah. Yet. I've been recognized like a couple of times, which I think is funny all the time. I'm like, oh, you really watched that? <laughs> from but, what, what do they reckon or what, from what shows? Well, it was, in? it's usually if like the show is airing. So like, it's like, oh, okay. you want to go and get recognized. Like if your show is airing on primetime, like go out the next day in LA <laughs> and just make your face out there, you know, pre-COVID of course, right. <clears throat> where you didn't have to wear masks. But uh, it was Empire, actually. I was at the mall in Culver City and these two girls, like, I mean, it's like thousands of people, it's the holidays. And they're like, oh my gosh, you're an Empire. And I was like, yeah, you watched it? <laughs> so, That's cool. Aww. Yeah. It's and beautiful. then uh, you said you are filming some stuff now. Is there any announcements on any of that or is it still pretty well uh the one movie that i've already shot replica it has been announced with mickey rourke and jeremy luke uh that one we wrapped about a little bit over a month ago and uh yeah that one's that, that one i play a trans woman on a journey from mississippi to la to be an actress and i kind of fall in love with this guy and he falls in love with me and we um go on you know have a weekend of fun and passion and drugs and sex and <laughs> <clears throat> and it's really dark and the one I'm working on now I can't say anything about it but um this one is really I think gonna blow people away because it's it's like you've never seen me before you know so um yeah but it should be announced soon but yeah that's pretty much what I've been working on oh I can't wait for oh, I want to know <laughs> <laughs> and then before I let you go um is it ever hard I kind of skipped over this earlier, but um, is it hard ever getting to like the emotional scenes or the intense scenes, um, specifically like murder when you're like going over what happened with Troy and is it ever hard getting to like that emotion right away? You know, for me, it's not. I can think about one thing in my life that 
was tragic or whatever and the emotion comes that is something that's very easy for me uh what happened with this project i'm doing now is one day i tried something different i tried like listening to music i tried isolating myself and i completely could not get to my emotion the first time this has ever happened to me and literally i'm like what the fuck is wrong with me like i like this is what i do i'm a doctor you know um and i could not get in nothing was coming out and so i said fuck that i'm not gonna try to do something just because it sounds good i'm not gonna be like oh this is my process the emotion comes to me naturally because i've had a really hard fucking life you know what i mean and so i think about one thing and that makes me tear up that makes me uh, sad and makes me feel a lot of feelings. Whereas trying to, and I know for other actors, it's different where they have to get into a, a, a space, a head space. For me, if I try to do that, like nothing's going to come because now it feels like I'm forcing myself to think about something. And I re and I discovered that with this project. And then we did another emotional scene on this shoot. <laughs> and it was like, literally, I'm like, Hey bitch, what's up girl? Action. The emotion comes, they call cut. Hey, bitch girl, how was that take? You liked it? Okay, baby. And action, right back into it. And so that's just my process. And maybe that's because all the characters I've played, majority of them uh, have been battered, bruised, imprisoned, you know, all of these things. So it's really second nature for me um, to get to that emotion. So yeah, I think that that, that was, that for me is not a super hard thing, but I've learned a little bit about myself on this show. I was like, yeah, let me not try to put a thing to that. Let me not try to force it. And something Viola Davis said too on set, she said, sometimes you get a fucking scene and you just have to act, right? Like, it's like some, it doesn't require a whole, how am I, how, how is this, how is this feeling? How is, you know, sometimes it's just written right there and you just have to do it. And Denzel says that too. He says, sometimes you just have to act, just act. You know, um, I don't want to be one of those actors where I get so in my head and so like everything is like so ah uh, and ah uh, and I I have this process. It's like yeah, we all have our processes, but like you know, let's bring the, let's bring a humanness to the, these characters, and you do that by drawing on your real life. You know, and um, that's what that's what I try to do with my work. Those always those are always the best characters too, and they're not over the exaggerated or you know they're just like a real human like that everyone yeah. can connect with oh. <laughs> that's all I have for you oh my god thank you for <laughs> coming on and talking about my favorite show with me <laughs> of course thanks for having me darling yes we'll have a reunion with quay for sure yeah let's put it on the books i, I know she would love that I, and we would have you would have a very fun episode i will say that because we get together it's craziness so i'm totally down to do that just bought some popcorn so <laughs> any plans for or do you have to film or or are you done for the uh, weekend or well, I have one more day shooting tomorrow, then I fly back to LA and then I have a little uh, a premiere um, for a short that I executive produced. And um, right now, a lot of stuff is up in the air, you know? 
there's some stuff we're pinned for. There's uh, some role. There's something we already booked uh, that happens next year. Uh, so there's some stuff that's happening, but everything's uncertain. You know, that's the thing about working as an artist is uh, nothing's guaranteed uh, until the ink is dry. <laughs> uh, and it's uncertain, you know, you start to get anxiety on your last couple of days of shooting because you're like, what's next? Wow. Where's my next paycheck? Where's my next artistry going to come from? All this stuff that you start thinking about. But I just am getting to a space where I just want to live my life every day. I want to be able to pay my bills. I want to be happy. I want to protect my mental health. And I want to do what I love. And I want to help shed a light on trans stories and characters and lives and if I get to do that, I'm happy in whatever capacity. So that's kind of, that's pretty much what's happening right now. Oh, it was awesome talking to you and you too. Uh, do you, um, one more thing. Do you have like any advice for someone like that's wanting to like start like writing or getting to Hollywood or in this bit, like in the business, like, yeah, you know, I just say there is no roadmap. There's no roadmap. Things are different than what they were 10 years ago when I was trying to be an artist. Um, you know, so I'd say at this point, the best thing that you can do is get up and just do it and just try. There's so many platforms. There's TikTok. There's YouTube. There's so much stuff out here that there's no excuse for why people are not fighting every day for their dreams. You know, at some point, you know, you look at it and, and this was all a dream for me. And, and now look at the journey, look at what can happen in, in just 10 years. And so you have to get up and just do it. You know, believe that you can get up. If you want to sing, do some singing videos on TikTok, do some singing videos on YouTube. And if, guess what? If they don't get a thousand or a million views in the first four months, keep doing it keep doing it. If we're getting into the 10th year or so, and you're only getting a hundred views, you might want to like think about another career. No, I'm kidding. Would but you? you know, it's like a, a, a lot of us are afraid. There's a fear of like, what'll happen. I have that fear. You know, sometimes I, I have a fear of things, but you have to challenge yourself and you have to do it. And so that's my best advice is there is no roadmap. Don't go looking for a perfect thing. The number one thing you got to do is make sure your craft is well and intact. Make sure that you are in the best possible situation so that when somebody comes knocking on your door with an opportunity, you are ready. So. Well said. Yeah. Oh my God.